Skillful Warriors, episode 49. Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and way of life. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. Let's welcome Air Force veteran Matthew Burke. Someone who's willing to take action. Someone who's willing to stand up for what they believe in. To foster a camaraderie with others. What's going on, Warriors? I'm Timothy Lawson, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lost Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week, I bring on a military veteran, an athlete, or someone else that resonates with the idea of being a warrior. And we find out what exactly that means to be one. We find out what challenges they face, what ultimately inspires them. We also dive deep into their own vocation area of specialty or any other insight that we can gain from them to better grow ourselves and just become more aware of the world. This week, I have Air Force veteran Matthew Burke. Matthew uh, wants... Matthew competed in the inaugural Invictus Games in London back in 2014. He currently runs a faith-based nonprofit, which we'll get into uh, with him. I'll let Carl Churchill, founder of Lock and Load Java, say a couple words, and then we'll get to my interview with Matthew. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today. And when you're finished with the episode, head over to lockandloadjava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, join me in welcoming onto this week's podcast, Air Force veteran Matthew Burke. Sir, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Matthew, we start each and every episode with the same question, and I want to hear from you. What does it mean to be a warrior? I suspect that's relative in nature. Uh, one person's definition of a warrior uh, could, could mean something totally different than another's. My opinion uh, about being a warrior is is someone who's willing to take action, someone who's willing to stand up for what they believe in, to to foster a camaraderie with others to do the same. Um, you know, there's there's Christian warriors out there who 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 pray diligently, and that's their way of of, of their battlefield. That's their battlefield. Um, for for me and my definition of what it means to be a warrior is. You know, taking the fight to the enemy, not uh, not standing idly by and being tromped on, or watching others being tromped on. You know, and and so it's, um, I, I guess it, it goes back for me. It goes back to the Old Testament of, of Samson, and um, familiar with uh, Samson, he was one of the judges that, that God sent down. And this this dude, he he beat down uh, a thousand Philistines with a donkey jawbone. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that dude's a warrior, and uh, so I, I guess it's you know for me it, it, again it goes back to just being willing to stand for what you believe. And 
you know, you know, we know that you served in the in the military, but is is there any? Oh, and you quoted some verses there from the Bible. Uh, is there any other parts of your life that you think informs the answer you just gave about what it means to be a warrior? Yeah, I uh, I, I truly believe that being a parent and and a, and a husband in today's society, you you really need to what we call here at Tin Can is warrior up. And uh, what that means is that you you got to be willing to fight for your your children. You got to be willing to to embrace the suck uh, through their um, through their bad days, through their good days, uh, through a, a, another parent uh, attack or the school system or whatever the case is. Being a parent is tough. Uh, being a husband is tough because there are so many temptations. And our battle is not only in the flesh, but in the spirit. You know, um, you wanted me to quote a scripture verse. Uh, it, it, the the uh, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Uh, and so, when you when you're able to bring those two together, and uh, and and are able to combat uh, against whether it be a physical attack or someone attacking your children, or when to act, when not to act. Those are all relative in, in the definition of becoming a warrior. I agree. Uh, you mentioned Ten Can, uh, and as much as I know about it uh, up until this point, is that it's a faith-based nonprofit for military and first responder families. I'll let you tell the audience more deeply what it is. Thank you, Tim. Uh, so basically, what Ten Can stands for is that we're, we're a Christian adventure network, and and this comes to pass when I was uh, deployed. In, uh, in Afghanistan, and I was injured. My my original calling back in 2005 was to work with kids, doing a kind of a tactile uh, notion of teaching kids how to survive in the wild, and go along the lines of what the Aborigines call rite of passage. And uh, and so where we we want to teach these kids how to survive, and then let them do it on their own, starting at 10 years old and up. Uh, I learned that emerging adults is taken up to 30 years old. There's a problem there. Uh, I, I think I found a solution that we start earlier and giving them more responsibility and uh, empower them early, earlier. Uh, I, I kind of derailed there for a little bit. What, what Tinkan is, is the notion that, uh, or, or we work on the philosophy that uh, you can't have mental health without having spiritual well-being. Those go hand in hand. And having a bad mental health is going to overflow into your physical uh, health as well. So it kind of all works together as as one holistic notion. We we're, we're very unique in, the, in that uh, we um, are willing and daring to um, speak about faith and uh, pursue this nonprofit and and try to merge with. Government entities and um, and other nonprofits and, and, and boldly stand in what we believe in. Now we don't preach; we evangelize through action. So what that means is that I can have my my radical beliefs that that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and through Him I'm saved. But I'll I'll never I'll never say that to anybody unless they ask. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so a lot of times, like uh, we'll go back to the government entities, they they they're warming up to the idea of what we are because they're realizing that it takes more than what we're doing the mind and body just alone we're still seeing that 
there are uh, numerous suicides by veterans. There are still numerous problems. So we're, we're, we're putting a Band-Aid on it. And in, unless you treat the entire, um, what, what, it, what encompasses being a human is all about, unless you treat that entire thing, you're always going to have uh, certain problems. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You mentioned you can't have true mental health without spirituality. Can you give us an example from your own life where you recognize that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. So as a, um, I was injured in Afghanistan, and, and, and during that injury, when I uh, when I ran into a bunker and they were blowing us up, um, the the injury compounded with the the sound and the smell of of being attacked um, triggered what is what I what they call post traumatic stress disorder, and so uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with PTSD. I I, I really struggled with uh, overcoming that. The the Air Force thought me unfit because they, um, well, they just thought me unfit. So they decided to medically retire me as a math sergeant. All, on this road, I've always been a believer, and, and uh, so I've, I've held that strong conviction along the line, but even as a believer and, and being a man of faith, I still struggled with it. Uh, it, it was a new, it, it, was a, it was a new realm because what was happening was the, the, the military, the, the VA, and all of my providers that work so diligently to try to help, they only focused on one part, which was either my physical disability or my mental uh, dilemmas. They never, they never took them and put them together. Until recently, um, my pain management specialist they, at the VA, they, they never even considered the notion that maybe they should bring psychologists in at, at the same time. So the VA is developing along the lines of, hey, we, we're now understanding we're grafting that one thing leads to another. And if we don't treat the entire, um, the, the entire assembly, that we'll always have this revolution of destruction. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so back, back to the original question, and, and I'm sorry if I get long-winded here. You're fine. Uh, so, my my faith has has helped me in understanding that I, I have a purpose in life, and without having a purpose in life, I, I was I was doomed. I, I had uh, what I thought was the military. I was I was burning through the rank. I was um, I was doing some great things in the military, but when that was taken from me, I I questioned my abilities. I questioned what was norm. And so um, I, I had to have a come to Jesus meeting, and and really find out where where I, I am in life and what I am still capable of doing. Uh, the adaptive sports that the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program and all the other branches started is 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 astronomical. John Register, one of the Godfathers of adaptive sports, he he said that. You don't want to focus on your disability, but rather focus on your abilities. Focus on what you can do. See, I always grew up that we want to focus on what we're weak at and try to become a well-rounded person, right? But now that you're injured and you have something taken from you, stop worrying about that, what you used to be able to do. Focus on what you can do now. Does that make sense? And so with those two things, I um, I apply those to my my philosophy and, and, and tin can when I'm I'm helping other individuals, uh, veterans, first responders that may be, that, that haven't 
uh, gone through the entire process or may have fell through the cracks or who went through the process but are still struggling to find their purpose in life. And so we, uh, whether it be going hunting or fishing or wilderness or uh, the survival race for heroes or and even a father-daughter dance. I mean, we do a lot of different things under the umbrella of, of Tin Can. And we do that because we have a broad audience. And that broad audience stretches all across this nation through an organization called Our Core Alliance. And, and that is, is over 70 nonprofits all, that have come together to say, hey, we're going to take a stand. We believe, we truly believe that outdoor recreational therapy is more medicinal than ibuprofen <laughs> or or uh, psychiatric care. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect. You uh, so you mentioned the, your the adaptive sports within the Wounded Warrior uh, regiment, and I know you went on to uh, compete in the inaugural Invictus Games in London, I believe, in 2014. Is that right? Is that yep. one? Yeah. Um, tell us about that experience. About like, was it competitive to make the team? Were you recruited? How did that selection process happen? Yeah, it was very competitive. My my um, recovery coordinator, uh, she introduced me to the idea of, of adaptive sports. I went to a camp and tried it out. I met this uh, double amputee uh, by the name of Carrie, and she was she was a army veteran coaching sit down volleyball for the Air Force, and she was uh, an extraordinary um, just just to see her function and work and with with no legs. <laughs> was awesome. I just say that it was awesome, and it put me in perspective to say, "Hey, these guys can do it. I, I can do it." The the problem that I continue to run into when uh, competing on the adaptive sports teams for the military was, well, my my uh, my injuries are are invisible. You, you can't see them. So while I'm struggling to to deal with that, I'm also at a disadvantage in uh, in that competition because they they want what sells. Uh, it's more marketable to to have someone out there with with one leg or, or uh, a hook on the arm or whatever the case is. And, and I'm not meaning that in any disrespect whatsoever to anybody who may be listening because I've been right there with you and, and, and I understand and uh, I've I, I, I fought through the uh, the stuff with uh, with these guys. So uh, so I get it. But um, there's something that that is very frustrating to to veterans who, who doesn't have something physical, something tangible that they can see and touch every day and say, I'm going to overcome this. Because it's like, uh, I'm going to go back to the, the spiritual warfare. It, it's almost like spiritual warfare. You can't see it. And, uh, and and you can say, I don't believe in it or I believe in it. But the fact of the matter is still there. You got damaged spine or, or there's something wrong in your head or or your lower lumbar is compressed. You, you can't see it, but oh, you can feel it. <laughs> And and feeling it, one of the things that that has happened to me is uh, a thing called impingement. So the compressed C-spine in my neck, my compressed C-spine has pinched nerves, causing fibromyalgia, cervicalgia. And and what happens is when I overuse my arms and legs, they quit working. So so if you can't, if you're a coach, you say, this dude just quit. That's what you see. But what you don't see is I, I pushed all the way. I need I need a life preserver in a literal form because I'm sinking in the pool. Someone help me out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they changed my life, man. The adaptive sports actually changed my life. It uh, it refocused me and say, 
saying, hey, you know, I can't throw the throw the baseball with the kids. I can't play football. I can't shoot hoops. But what I can do, uh, you know, and, and so that's what I, I focus on now. So what I, what I think is really cool about the Invictus Games, and if people haven't um, – if, you, if members of the audience haven't heard of them, it is an international competition of of wounded veterans um, from different countries. And uh, the United States participated along with, and this is from 2014, Afghanistan, Australia, Denmark, Estonia, Georgia, Germany, Italy, New Zealand, Netherlands, and a few others. I think that we we so easily forget in this country that our troops aren't the only citizens in the world being affected by war. What was it like competing with and interacting with those international veterans? It was, um, it was awesome. That's, that's the only word that I can use, you know, and it, and it brought me back to the camaraderie that we, that we had built overseas. You're right. The, the, a lot of Americans, they don't, they don't see it because it's not always publicized, but we are fighting side by side by these guys. One of my friends that I developed over in London, he outshot me in archery, and we've become friends there, Luke Martin. He's a Canadian wounded warrior, and he said when I was wounded, and, he, and I'm quoting him, when I was wounded, the first person to my rescue was American soldiers. He said, I have, I have more camaraderie on the adaptive sports team with American soldiers than I do my own. My own because of that impact day. And uh, we've become such good friends that after 2016 Invictus Games, he come to stay with me for, for 10 days while he was preparing for the uh, the Gator, Gator Cup here in Newbury. Uh, he's a big archer. So, yeah, I mean, I made friends with this, this one guy. He, 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 he was a uh, – he had all his, all his extremities cut off. And this dude out slammed me in the pool. <laughs> and I was like, this guy was from Great Britain, and this guy was moving, and my kids were over there, and they're watching this, and, you know, yeah, we're swimming in the fastest pool in the world, but I, I should be able to beat this guy. Why is he, why is he spanking me for it? This is, this is bad. <laughs> and so these guys, man, it, 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 it's great. Uh, the Prince, he, he's on to something and bringing – it was 13 uh, countries in 2014. I believe there's 15 countries uh, now that – together yeah um yeah it's and i think the next one it was in orlando this year i think it's supposed to be in toronto next year and i can only imagine that an event like this is going to snowball and become more popular as the years come absolutely so matthew let's uh we've we've learned about what it means to be a warrior from you we've learned about 10 can the invictus game spirituality mental health let's get into the two deeper questions of the show and wrap this up. Let's first start with what challenges either personally or professionally are you facing in life and what are you doing to better overcome them? Well, I, I say the personal and professional, they kind of go hand in hand, you know, personally, and I'll take this on a, on a slight note as possible. It's, um, it's really tough having friends. Um, and, 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 or explaining, what goes on with yourself to your family? You know, the I, I've witnessed it firsthand. I I explained to my to my cousin because we we grew up together and uh, we're we're really close. And he has he has three children. I have two, and they love to stay the night with one another all the time. And, um, 
one of his kids was scheduled to stay the night with uh, with us, and uh, that that day I was talking, you know, loosely with him and explained to him one of my nightmares. And um, and after that, he, he became he began to question whether his daughter should stay the night with us or not. And, and I understand, I get that, I completely get that. But I, you know, where, where I can control, where I can control it, uh, I'm very often I'm very close to the wall, and um, and I've learned how to how to put more of a cushion between myself. My uh, uh, my triggers and, and, and the wall, and so uh, it's helped me learn how to cope better. I I don't like to talk to to my to my to my friends to my families because what happens is a thing called secondary post traumatic stress. When someone sees you, hears you, um, can 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 be absorbed into a conversation emotionally with you. They began to absorb what what it is that you are, uh, and you've heard heard the, the adage, "Show me your friends, I'll show you your future." Mm-hmm. You become who you hang out with, and uh, one of the things that that has helped inspire uh, kind of our, our work and baseline for children of of our heroes is is my own experience in my own children, in that uh, I was told by uh, the military, it's okay to talk about it. You need to talk about it with somebody. And in doing so, I almost destroyed my family. Uh, and my, my children both suffer from secondary post-traumatic stress. And they've never experienced this stuff. But through it being so vivid uh, coming from me, they began to act out the notions of hypervigilance or, or nightmares, etc. And so with that, I've learned that that, no, it's not okay for you to talk about it. To people who are susceptible to to the to you, it, 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 it's okay to keep the monster inside. You need to talk to somebody um, or something. And so, I have goats. I do agrotherapy with goats. You know, some people have dogs. <laughs> some some people have horses. I have goats because what goats do is they have given me the opportunity to exercise what the VA has taught me in cognitive behavior. So it teaches how to interact in society, how to deal with uh, morons, but there's no there's no opportunity. They don't give us opportunities to exercise what they teach us. And so I've used, I began using goats to help uh, individuals with post-traumatic stress who have isolated themselves from society reintegrate into society by exercising these coping skills with goats. So you can you can imagine a goat is is, is is pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> you take all you take out all the rules of society that governs our our behavior, and there and there you have a goat. <laughs> and so with that, uh, you you really learn how to deal with bullies. You learn learn how to deal with um, impatience, uh, whiny whiny individuals. And, and there's a lot out there. You know that, and, and we can become that as well. So that's that's some of the things that I've done personally, professionally. Starting this uh, this nonprofit has been uh, instrumental in my in my own personal gain for better health. In that I now have purpose, and I, I'm able to assemble a a team around that purpose who share in that vision. The one thing that is that compromises my my motivation is when people uh, quit. When people quit, 
You know, I, I don't understand if if it's me or is it them. And it's something that we really struggle with in that in that tribal uh, in that tribal sense. You know, take the village, right? Heard someone speak the other day, Jungin, Jungin, I think it is, and, and he's speaking about how society has been so self-indulged that um, that is the that is the sole problem of us coming back from combat and, and committing suicide is because we don't feel like we belong, we don't fit in. And he mentioned about the Aborigines or the Indian warriors when they came back to their tribe. They didn't have all these issues. They didn't commit suicide. Why is that? Because they belonged. They had a purpose in that life. And, uh, and that tribe supported their, their endeavors, not with their mouth, not by saying thank you, we support veterans, but by their actions. The next question, uh, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Fuel for Warriors. We've learned about, we've learned what it means to be a warrior. Now let's find out what your fuel is. What, what ultimately inspires you? My children. Absolutely. Um, you know, to see my children uh, stay on course, to set their minds on a, on a certain objective, and, and and to help them create a strategic plan to accomplish that objective, whether it be um, uh, education or a, a life goal or whatever the case is. You know, one of the things that, that really inspired me and, and set this in motion was um, Safari Club International they they did a uh, a deer hunt down in uh, Tucson Arizona area, and they took my kid out to uh, to go hunting. And I was right there with them, and I, and I wasn't physically able to put her on a deer, but they put a couple guys out there with us, and she shot a deer, a two whitetail, at 420 yards with a 223, and that blew my mind to see how much she was able to achieve without me, without without my help at all, <laughs> and so. I realized at that moment in time that I'm I'm the type of person that that takes family very important, so important that if someone wants to help me, they want they need to serve my children, and it's so they serve me. And that's again going back to that uh, to that philosophy of what King Ken is all about. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Matthew. We are we are keeping track of you uh, on ten dash can dot info uh, is where people can follow up on your nonprofit, and I'm sure they can contact you through that website if they have any questions uh, or want to inquire in any sort of way. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate talking to you and, and learning uh, about 10can and the Invictus games and the other things we've talked about, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to my audience. I appreciate you, Tim. And if uh, if anybody needs some uh, some assistance, uh, you know, I'm here to serve. And that's you know, if someone asks for help, that that's actually helping me. So, so it's uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to lockandloadjava.com using promo code Fuel for Warriors for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to lawsonentertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.